Hello, and welcome back to the Dante in a Year podcast. My name is Danny Fitzpatrick. Today, we continue with Dante's Purgatorio, Canto 23. While I fixed my eyes among the verdant fronds, as those men usually do, who cast off life in pursuit of little birds, the one more than father said to me, Son, come now, for the time that's allotted us wills to be more usefully deployed. I turned my face, and my steps no less swiftly, after the sages, who spoke so that they brought the cost of going on to naught. And behold, we heard chants and plaintive cries of labia mea domine, in such a mode as brought to birth both dolor and delight. O sweet father, what is this that I hear, I commenced, and he, shades maybe, who go as they ought, resolving the knot. Just as pensive pilgrims go, joining unknown people along the road, who turn to them and do not rest, so behind us, moving more swiftly, coming up and passing beyond, a throng of silent and devoted souls marveled at us. Each was dark and cavernous of eye, pallid in the face, and so diminished that the skin seemed formed solely by bone. I don't believe... Aristichthon had been so shriveled to the utmost skin for hunger when he felt the most fear of it. I said, thinking within myself, Behold, the people who lost Jerusalem when Mary dipped her beak into her son. Their eyes appeared rings without gems. He who reads Omo in the visages of men would there have recognized the M. Who, not knowing how, could believe that the odor of an apple and of water could so govern in engendering hunger? Now I was wondering what so famished them, for the reason of their meagerness and sad scaling was still not manifest. And behold, from the depth of the skull, one shade turned his eyes to me and fixed his gaze. Then he cried hoarsely, What is this grace to me? I never have recognized his visage, but in his voice was made plain to me that which had vanished from his aspect. This spark rekindled all my recognition of his changed looks, and I saw once more Forese's face. Ah, don't mind these dried-up scabs that so discolor my skin, he prayed, nor the deficit of flesh left me. But give me word of yourself, of who these are, the two souls there who go as your escort. Don't hold back, but tell me the tale." Your face, which I once wept in death, gives me now no lesser grief to weep, I replied to him, seeing it so distorted. Tell me, for God's sake, what so strips your leaves. Don't make me speak in the midst of my marveling, for he must speak ill whose mind is too full. And he to me. Of the eternal counsel falls a power into the water and the plant that remains behind, by which I am so drawn out. All this people who sing go weeping for following the belly beyond measure, and here in hunger and thirst forge holiness again. The odor that issues of the apple and the spray that spreads along its verdure inflame our care to drink and to eat. And not just once is our pain refreshed in circling this space. I say pain, and I ought to say solace, for the will that leads us to the trees is that which led the elated Christ to say, Eli, when he freed us with his veins and I to him. Forese, since that day on which you changed the world for the better life, five years have not rolled by till now. If the power within you to sin was finished before the hour arose of that good sorrow that marries us to God again, how is it you've still come here? I thought to find you down there below, where time is restored for time. 
at which he to me, my Nellas so swiftly conducted me to drink the sweet absinthe of martyrdom by her torrent of tears. With her devoted prayers and her sighs, she drew me from the expectant slope and freed me from the further gyres. So much dearer and more delightful to God is my lovely widow, whom I so loved, the more she's alone in good deeds. For the Barbagia of Sardinia has in it more women more modest than the Barbagia where I left her. O oh, sweet brother, what do you wish I'd say? Already now a future time appears to me, in which this hour won't long have passed, when it will be forbidden from the pulpit that the insolent Florentine women should go showing their breasts to the nipples. Whoever were the barbarous women, what Saracens, who needed any discipline, spiritual or otherwise, to make themselves seem clothed? But if these shameless ones were certain of that the heavens bear so swiftly toward them, their mouths would now be spread to howl. For if foresight here should not deceive me, they'll be made sad before the cheeks on those a moment ago consoled by lullabies are bearded. Ah, brother, now conceal yourself from me no more. You see that I am not alone, but this crowd all marvels there where you veil the sun. So that I to him, if you lead back to mind that you were with me, and that I was with you, the present remembrance would still be grave. He who goes before me turned me from that life the other day, when his sister showed herself all round, and I motioned to the sun. He has led me through the deep night of those truly dead with this true flesh that follows him. Thence his comforts have drawn me up, ascending and circling the mountain that straightens you the world contorted. He says he'll give me his company until I'm there where Beatrice will be. There I must remain without him. This is Virgil who tells me this, and I pointed to him. And this other is that shade for whom your kingdom's every slope just shook to clear him from itself. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Dante in a Year podcast. See you next time for Dante's Purgatorio, Canto 24.